Hello, I'm Brenda, and welcome to the Gray Area 365 podcast. If you're new here, welcome. I'm Brenda, and this is the Gray Area 365 podcast. If you've listened before, welcome back. Please make sure you all rate, follow, and subscribe to the Gray Area 365 podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you're listening. Feedback on how I can improve the podcast and suggestions on topics you want to talk about or listen to will be appreciated. You can email me, Brenda, at thegrayarea365 at gmail.com. In the previous episode, I talked about the many roles we play in our lives, and it got me thinking, what role do you play within your family? We all get placed in a role within our families and get labeled, whether it's like the bossy one, the the nice one, the helper, the rock of the family, the sensitive one, the mean or bitchy one, the flaky one, and I mean, the list can go on. Which one are you? Do you know that experts say that as children, we all get placed in a specific role within our families. And psychologists say that it's totally out of our control, but it's basically broken down into four different categories, four different roles that we get placed into. By the way, I got all this information from an article that I came across while searching why this happens and if it happens in all families and how it affects us psychologically with time and as we become adults. I'll place the link in the description box for anyone who wants to check out that article. So basically, there are four roles or categories that we all get placed into, and it's different for all families due to culture, beliefs, gender, or the order that you were born in. The article explains it it's that it's kind of like a silent family agreement. I'll share the four roles or categories mentioned with um, like the description of each one. And I, again, I got all this from an article and I'll link I'll link the article in the description box. The first one the article talks about is the model child. And I'll quote, the model child is the ideal child. The model child satisfies the parents' wishes and expectations and lives by their rules. You are determined to achieve your goals despite the difficulty or delay. You're also reliable, which helps with your professional success. But when it comes to your personal life, things things are a little more complicated as your feelings were generally repressed in childhood. End quote. In my mind, I'll take that as that is probably the firstborn, the first child. I feel when parents have their first kid, it's like they want them to be everything they wished for. So they get placed into this, this kind of a model child where parents expect nothing but like greatness and success from the child. 
therefore placing them in this category and into this role so so that I can see how that you know that can be placed for like the, the first child and um, yeah so the then is the eternal child the baby in the family and I'll quote the eternal child generally gets away with things and helps your parents feel young they have charm and are spontaneous but in a relationship they are often financially and emotionally dependent on their partner end quote I can see this with with many families if you ask the the other children and you know the older brothers and sisters they'll always say that the baby in the family gets away with everything or gets away with things that they couldn't get away with so yeah that that's fitting I think that's that fits well with that category next is the sick child and I'll quote the sick child always grabs the family's attention especially the mom's with illnesses and all sorts of psychosomatic problems the sick child validates mom's role as a devoted figure. The sick child may become dependent on being cared for and he or she gets as he or she gets older and this in turn may affect both your professional and personal life. End quote. I totally agree with this whether you're in any role or you fall into any of the categories. If you get placed in a role within your family where you become dependent on being taken care of, that that's an issue that will for sure haunt you as an adult. And I feel that you can have illnesses or be born with certain disabilities and learn to be independent to some extent, of course, depending on you know what it is. But also at the end of the day, I also feel that no one will like ever take care of you like your mom does so that's kind of like another side of it I do feel that like mother's love is unconditional and many moms will do will do stuff like this anyway to help and like take care of their children um but I think it's healthy to you know to teach them how to how to be independent with you know how to take care of their illnesses or you know health problems as a, as a child and grow into being independent and take care of themselves the last category is the rebel child and I'll quote the rebel child provokes questions refuses and is always in trouble they like to test limits but also set them as they know how to say no the rebel child makes for a great leader, but needs to learn to be more agreeable at times. Breaking lifetime habits, particularly when they are such a strong part of your identity, can be incredibly hard for them. However, by becoming more conscious of their effects makes it possible to take control and even gives them permission to start new habits. Being the perfect child doesn't mean you can't say no or the rebel child can't be agreeable or charming, end quote. 
I feel that every child at one point is a rebel child growing up. Um, like, haven't you heard of like the terrible twos? <laughs> Um, also it's, it's true that usually, you know, every kid's first words are like, no. So even though there's, there's some people that are more on the, the rebellious side, I also feel this is like a stage in everyone's childhood at one point that you go through, um, you know, being rebellious. The article explains it, explains like how being the model child or the baby of the family can either help or haunt you as an adult and understanding that can can help break um behavior patterns but i feel like there should be a a whole other category for being like the middle child i feel like when you when you ask a middle child where they fit in in the family they just describe themselves as that, just the middle child, like, often they feel left out. The parents have the, you know, the oldest model child, the baby of the family, otherwise known as the eternal child, and where does the middle child fit in? Six. Does the middle child fall into, like, the rebel side, the, the rebel child, or fall under, like, the sick child to get some attention, maybe? from the parents more specifically from the mom but i don't know what are your thoughts if you're a middle child let let us know i want to know and with what you've heard what role or category are you placed in do you agree with the categories and their definitions as I was reading the categories and explaining them all I is there like one that that you place yourself in or you have thoughts and you think like yep that's the one I fit under you know this one or that one or my siblings you know they fit into that or this which one do you relate to the most and which one do you feel you are are you a combination of all of them or you know combination of one or the other or different ones being or falling under any category i feel it has its ups and downs pressures that you know gets put on us no matter what role that we have to either live up to or not being put in the model child role especially i imagine it being like never being able to truly find or be yourself like always expected to succeed and do good and be right it could be exhausting like perfection doesn't exist and you're you're never going to make everyone like truly happy and everything with everything you do so finding your identity your identity besides you know what your family wants you to be can be exhausting and overwhelming and at times you might feel afraid of failure and letting your family down when when you can't succeed or you know the way that your family wants and expects you to do things or the way you wanted to because you know you feel you feel like you're expected to being placed as an eternal child 
I feel that you may not be expected to be independent and always have your parents do or help you with things that you can and are perfectly capable of doing on your own and maybe that may be preventing you from actually being independent and allowing you to try and do and be independent. The, the other two categories I feel we all have been placed in at one point in our lives. Like I said, rebel, I feel toddlers and kids have no fears and, you know, they just throw themselves into scary and risky situations. And as we, we grow, we, we question and we push limits and we all, we all see what we can get away with and push boundaries, especially also like in our teenage years. And as young adults, we, we put ourselves out there and learn and we start to identify what, what we want to become or be as adults by taking risks and at times, you know, being rebels. As for being the sick child, I feel that a lot of first-time mothers especially do this. I think they, they put their kids as a sick child to kind of baby their babies. For example, like if your child has a tummy ache or for the first time and, you know, they're like, oh my god, he's sick, it's a big deal. Um, you know, they, they start, you know, they can't eat this or they they may be allergic to that and, you know, blow it, blow it out of proportion sometimes or, you know, even exaggerate a little. I feel every parent to some extent at one point uh, made an illness bigger than what it really was. Um, and, you know, that can be put into the child's mind as well. Like if, you know, they get the attention you know, if they, I don't know, fake an illness, um, you know, they may, it may be recurring and, you know, who knows, but, um, you know, so if, if the kid feels sick and he wants or needs attention, you know, they can, you know, make themselves sick <laughs> or, you know, mentally develop some sort of allergy or illness to get the, that attention. Don't get me wrong, there are all kinds of illnesses and different conditions that do require the care of a parent, but I also believe that every parent at some point, to the best of their knowledge, wants their kid to, to succeed and be self-sufficient and dependent in taking care of themselves. Kind of like when a toddler falls and, and hits themselves and you pretend to look away or smile like everything is fine so the kid doesn't cry. Kind of giving the kid that approval, confidence, reassurance that they're okay and that they're going to be okay. For me personally, I have an immediate family of only four. I have only an older sister that I've always looked up to. I've always thought she was like the coolest older sister and I wanted to be like her growing up, dress like her, look like her, be like her. And I think my sister will agree, we totally, we're totally different in personalities and even though I, I do think our parents wanted to place us in, in the roles and categories like the article explained. 
we are placed in opposite categories than than what the article um, explains uh, with you know the model child fitting into like the first and older child and the eternal child being the baby of the family I feel that for my family and our current rules categories as, as the article explains I feel that for my family and our current roles, my sister fits more into like the eternal and a little bit of like the re the rebel child roles for being my parents' first child and I've become the model child even though I'm I'm the baby in the family. I also feel we both have a little bit of I don't know, like little a little bit of each category. Um, I don't think I have as much as the rebel child in me. Um, I've always placed, um, myself kind of more, uh, like I said, like I'm more private and I don't know, I'm kind of an introvert. I've always played by the rules and on the, on the safe side of things. Um, as a, as an adult, I'm learning to like let loose and sometimes, you know, you have to have fun and not do everything you know according to you know what's expected um with I, I with me i feel that i got placed into the model role child model child role um i i have felt in my life at certain things at certain times that you know there's things that are expected of me and pressure to you know to play by the rules and um i've i've kind of been placed in like second caregiver to the family um and yeah i mean that's i've i've i've, I've always been like mature um for my age growing up and as a child that i forget to have fun sometimes and be spontaneous and i've you know, I've always s described myself as the serious one and often get confused for being the older one because my sister's more outgoing and spontaneous. Um, like I've said before, I'm more of an introvert, private, keep to myself type of person. My sister is a social butterfly and makes friends easily. For me, I don't, I don't really care to, to make new friends and I actually rather have only like a few handful of friends, if not just one good, trustable friend rather than like a group and like many friends. I literally have like one or two friends that I can think of that I like text or talk to on a, you know, daily, weekly basis. And I mean, I consider my husband my best friend, but yeah, my sister has like a whole group of friends that she sees and talks to weekly and has game nights and shares, you know, family time and vacations with, which is awesome. And, uh, but it's, it's not for me. Um, I mean, my husband and I do have friends and other couples that we, we meet with and have game nights and meet at the park and play kickball and frisbee and flag football and all that um but definitely not like at a weekly basis or you know daily 
Um, but yeah, I mean, you get my point. We, we haven't seen a lot of our friends and haven't been, you know, gathering because of COVID. And, and I do miss, you know, the gatherings with our friends and everything. But um, I also want to share, like, I actually get anxious when, when I have when I have to like host a gathering, um, my husband is kind of like my sister. He's a, he's a social bee, I guess you can say. And he makes friends easily. Um, he can literally like be or make friends with, with strangers. And as for me, I don't like, I'm like, nah, like, um, I feel like I don't know how to, how to make conversations, uh, with people. It's weird. I don't know. Especially like new people, um, that I don't know. I feel like I, I don't know how to talk or what to say. I it's weird. I think I I have a little bit of like social anxiety. Um sometimes I feel out of place and like I I can't relate or when I'm in like a large group of people I just it's a little awkward for me. Um I don't know why, but that's just who I am. Um I've noticed lately, like, when I'm in a large group or even, like, like a large Zoom meeting for work, I kind of tend to keep quiet and just listen and observe, and I don't participate much just because I like to, to have, you know, I just don't really feel like I have much to say. Um, that would be, like, I don't know, beneficial and I, I mean, I do smile and I, I do feel like I look approachable, but I do get anxious and that, that's just me. Um, I've been told that sometimes I can come off kind of rude because I don't, I don't keep a conversation going and I'm like, oh, cool. You know, <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. Um, but sometimes I'm not even aware of it. And, um... I try to, like, I try, like, if somebody comes up to me and talks to me, I try to, you know, be like, hi, how's it going? You know, small talk. And I do think a lot of it does have to do with being placed in that model role child category or role or whatever. Um, Like, I'm always focused on the task in hand and therefore what I'm there for, you know, um, whatever the goal is, whatever the plan is. And I'm just like, let's get in and out, you know, let's get it done and over with. Let's, let's handle this, you know, whatever the situation is where sometimes it's it's hard to realize that I need to slow down and, and be part of the, you know, be part of my surroundings. And even if it's a simple, like, hello, how's it going? Like initiative to start a conversation. Um, you know, it's kind of hard with COVID now because, you know, everybody's wearing a mask. You don't, you don't know if they're smiling or not, but yeah, I think that's something that I, that I can work on and it'd be cool. I remember this one time I was talking to my therapist and she was like, you're the rock of the family. The one who holds everyone together. The one that everyone goes to for answers and help when they need it. So you, you are expected to always have an answer and solution. That's what makes you independent and 
somewhat well put together. You don't express when you're having trouble until you can't handle it anymore and ex- explode because you're not used to asking for help and it's it's hard for you to acknowledge and accept when you do really need help emotionally and um so you do everything by the rules and in in order to not need that help if you step out and don't know how to get back on track and after that conversation with my therapist i realized that she was right and that that held you know truth to it and i i i I think that that's why I'm, I'm a little introvert and like, I don't, I don't know, seek out to like meet new people or I'm always just like ready to jump for when everyone needs help or anyone needs help instead of just taking back and realizing like, oh, I am having a good day. Like, let me share that with someone. And I, I rebelled a little towards, towards my family and distanced myself because I, I didn't want to be responsible for that. I don't know why. And I I want to let them I wanted to let them know I need you know, I need help too. And that I didn't always have the answer. And also that they were also capable of like figuring stuff out on their own and for themselves. And my parents totally did you know continue to do so and I'm so proud of my mom uh, she learned how to how to use the whatsapp app and she's learning how to text and you know I got her set up with an email and she's learning how to be a little bit more independent instead of always like asking me to do with everything for her um she actually started speaking uh, she started learning English she she was in a program before COVID to learn English so that she can make her own doctor's appointments and all that. So that's, that's awesome. I am super proud of her. And I feel like me kind of stepping away and rebelling a little bit kind of pushed her to be like, okay, you know, she's right. I can, you know, learn English and I can do my own doctor's appointments and I can learn how to text. I can learn how to, you know, email and do everything. I got diagnosed with diabetes and I was vulnerable and needed help and was able to ask for it and learn about this, you know, if I wouldn't have asked, I wouldn't have learned about this new life change, you know, this new lifestyle. I, I do think it's important to like what the article says to acknowledge and understand so that you can break behavioral patterns and family expectations that can affect you in a negative way and at times prevent you from being the best version of yourself. I guess what I'm trying to say is it's okay to fall under whatever category as long as it works for you and you're succeeding in your life. And in your day-to-day and becoming like the best version of who you are and who you want to be and breaking out of you know categories that may not fit you or that you don't want to want to be in
Email me your responses at thegrayarea365 at gmail.com. Please rate, follow, and subscribe to the Gray Area 365 podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcast, or wherever you're listening. Follow on Instagram at thegrayarea365. Remember, you model, internal, sick, or you rebel child, you're not alone. Till next time, bye!